Welcome to a new episode of the World of Running. I'm your host Aditi Pandya. This is our 21st episode and you know what they say, anything done 21 times becomes a habit. I would like to thank all our listeners for their support and encouragement. Moving on, I personally think sports colleges should have running as a specialized field. As the more we dive deep into running, the more we realize how much ground is still pending to cover. Running a marathon can take anywhere from 2 to 6 hours based on a runner's fitness level. The energy expenditure while running a marathon is between 2200 to 3200 kilocalories depending on the runner's conditioning. It also depends on the body weight, their running economy, and external conditions like weather, elevation, etc. Research also shows optimal fueling improves a performance by 2 to 20% during a race. In this episode, we will discuss the fueling strategy before and during the race. Before we go ahead with today's episode, I have a request for all our listeners. If you like this podcast and know of someone getting into running, please share a podcast link with them. Our guest for today is Subramani Venkatesh. He is also known as Subbu. Subbu has been running for approximately 18 years. He started running to manage his weight and then got into running as a triathlete. He has done 9 Ironmans, 6 half Ironmans, two Olympic distances, and three sprint distances. Subbu has been coaching since 2015 and he predominantly coaches triathletes. He includes a running program based on a season and has coached at least 40 athletes. He coaches only a few a year, around say 8 to 10, which makes him more efficient in tracking and communicating. When he's not coaching he works as an architect in a software company His running PBs are 18 minutes for 5k 36 minutes for a 10k 1 hour and 22 minutes for a half marathon and he's ran a marathon as part of an Ironman for which he clocked 3 hours and 9 minutes Welcome to our episode Subbu Thank you it's honor to be here So Subbu, I actually went through your introduction and it is very, very interesting. I'll be talking to somebody for the first time who is a triathlete and uh, especially the topic of fueling. It takes a lot of grit to run uh, an Ironman, right? And especially uh, folks like us who are, uh, who has a day job and things like that, Um Can you tell me how important is fueling strategy for endurance races such as marathons? Um very interesting question Aditi this is uh, one of the biggest topic in uh, endurance sport and uh, we always consider it's one of the uh, discipline that you have to follow strictly uh, during training and racing. Uh fueling is something which you should not uh, consider very light. uh because um body can uh give you only enough energy during high intensity performance uh so 
during a three-hour run marathon or four-hour run marathon or six-hour run marathon, uh, you need uh, some kind of exogenous fuel to the body so that um, you don't deplete complete glycogen or that is uh, provided by the body, which is very limited as a source in your muscles. Now, therefore, you definitely need to consider fueling as a very important uh, discipline and you have to practice it during training and racing. So, Subhu, our body can store limited energy, uh, energy, right? The food that we consume. So how early and before the race, we should start thinking and implementing a nutrition strategy, which will complement our race fueling strategy to optimize performance. Of course, uh, there are some strategies you have to follow for fueling before the races. Um, ideally, I encourage uh, some of my athletes to just consider only if it is a marathon or 10K or half a marathon. Uh, the day before the races, you don't have to do anything earlier than that. I mean, when you consider a fueling, uh, I mean, like uh, this is basically, we call it as carb loading, which is uh, pretty much not required to do this carb loading, what they say. Uh, if you can just increase slightly a little bit of extra carbs in the previous day, just enough to have like a storage in your body, that's enough. Because uh, body can only store so much of carbs in your body anyway, otherwise it will convert into the fat. So yeah, all you need to do is whatever you have burnt that particular day, if you can replace that fuel, that's enough for the next day to go and race pretty strong race okay so moving on uh subhu uh, see different distances will have different tapering cycle so tapering requires bringing down the volume and keeping the intensity same now what would one have to do in terms of nutrition during this time unlike any other um nutrition like strategy you have to follow periodization also in nutrition you simply do not want to overload uh fuel during the taper and unnecessarily gain a weight and weight is important at the same time it is like uh, also not uh, you should not overly indulge into like oh i'm getting too thin or i'm getting too heavy uh, such kind of things the most important thing is you have to keep your fueling optimal and don't overdo it i mean some of the things the athletes will do overthink about this uh, uh fueling and they may also do some little bit more uh, which is not needed at the same time you have to consider periodization in nutrition if you're not doing any extra work please don't consume those, those extra fuel it is not needed i mean it will only convert into the fat energy which is i mean fat and honestly make you unhealthy in this case so plan your nutrition based on your workouts and based on your day or intensity. Otherwise, uh, don't change anything what you did for a race training. That's all I would say. Uh, I mean, keep the, uh, I mean, if we, uh, like if, you're, if you have a high intensity and high volume, increase slightly a little bit to replace the fuel. If your intensity is low and the volume is low, 
no just stick to the normal routine that is just enough to provide for the end of the day i, I don't see you have to change completely the nutrition strategy itself during the tapering okay so um super so fat metabolism plays an important role in racing and what can be done to improve fat mod, uh, metabolism during tapering right for example guidance on the safe way to do it without affecting weight and other side effects so this is in particular to tapering you're talking about uh, aditi or yes okay so very very uh, i mean focused question this is so i wouldn't answer uh, particularly for tapering because fat metabolism is something you have to think oh, from the very beginning of the training itself not particularly for the tapering because fat metabolism uh, requires some uh, training where uh, you have to train in particular zone so that it uh, it is fat is metabolized more than the carbohydrates uh, in, in at any span of the time during our training we use both carbohydrates and fat but there are some training which you can do some uh, fueling concept which you can follow so that you are metabolizing fat more than the carbohydrates so for example one of the training you can do for your fat metabolism is keeping your intensity really low there is a study where it clearly states that if you going to uh, uh reach to the zone uh, like there are few zones that has been classified now before called um uh, te- uh, tempo zone to threshold zone now up to the point of tempo you will be metabolizing fat more than the carbohydrates and uh after i end of the tempo where you start metabolizing carbohydrates more than the uh, fat so during some training days you have to focus on particular zone like this low intensity zone only for uh, enhancing your fat metabolism that way your body will know what uh, will establish that enzyme activities everything will come into the uh, focus and start enabling your body to metabolize fat more that's why in the taper don't really help to metabolize fat more it is the training before that what you do makes a big difference during the tapering and the uh, racing day so uh, how about uh, you know the carbs are the major fuel source for endurance and how and when should we start carb loading right so the guidance on the type of food with uh, with carbs for that to understand very clearly you have to know what exactly uh, having functional metabolism in the body uh, again uh, the reason i say that one is because the f- fat is predominantly uh, uh, oxygen dependent uh, uh, element therefore it takes a person to uh, literally uh, what is that uh, train i mean adapt to this fat metabolism like i said earlier um the reason you saying carb is uh, uh, uh as a carb dependent because it is one of the fuel which can break down pretty quickly and transmitted into the blood and then it is absorbed very quickly into the muscles that is or that are working that's why you we say it is heavily carb dependent that said 
uh, I mean, your body is also or can break the fat if you are well adapted, so you don't have to rely on the carbs predominantly. And there is a misconception that people who are going slow tend to need uh, tend to uh, drink a lot of sugar and uh, uh, because they're going for a very long distance and they want to consume as much as sugar they want and they can go longer the fact is that they have to analyze that since they are taking a lot of sugar and they are burning very less amount of energy therefore they end up having a lot of sugar concentrated in the body which becomes more uh, of a, a like uh, bloating issues and other uh, unnecessary complications during running. So it is to be very careful when people are adding a carbs and carb loading and everything need to be very careful based on what intensity are they are running, they are what uh, pace they are facing. They have to think a lot of other elements. Just do not overload carbs because you're doing a long run tomorrow. That is my recommendation for all the athletes that I train. Understood. So my next question, Subhu, is how to develop a routine of a healthy gut ahead of a race, like no surprises to our body by trying out new food, gels, juices, and maintaining a routine? Mm-hmm. It's a very good, good, good question, uh, Aditi. Uh, the thing is, gut really get surprises on the race day if you change some uh, nutrition uh, because the main reason for that one is uh, because uh, people uh, generally don't know what is the concentration of the sugar uh, what is the uh, whether it is isotonic or whether it is uh, uh, what is that uh, uh, very clearly observed or not, that kind of information is lacked during the racing strategy. For that reason, what we recommend to the athletes is plan your race day nutrition and train with it six weeks before or four weeks before that race. Now, I mean, every long run or whatever the race-related intensity you're going to do, practice this particular uh, nutrition and make your gut adapt to it and make sure that it is the in fact isotonic uh, solution not uh, overly concentrated sugar in it that way and also it has a right concentration of electrolytes like sodium if you if you prepare and plan for this very well you can adjust anything that is needed in this four weeks period of time or six weeks period of time if you are going to do it on the race day it is too late for you to do any kind of changes for that reason we recommend doing a gut adaptation and a race nutrition preparation six weeks before the race understood so subhu now uh say pre-race okay a day prior to the race what kind of food should we be eating as a run-up to the race and what should we be avoiding or are there any rules to follow there are some rules i recommend to the athletes we tend to eat predominantly simple sugars uh, and we try to eliminate the fibers, etc. Yes, you need a fiber, but you need a solvable fiber, but you don't need to do overdo it. So my only suggestion, my my, uh, my experience for me that works is in general, I try to eliminate raw salad. I mean, which is 
too much fiber. Uh, for the, I take a, I do need to take some fiber. That is uh, in nutrition strategy. All you need is 24 grams a day, and that's enough. Um, but remaining all, you need to stick to your regular food. But I also try to eliminate uh, simple sugars like too much uh, white bread or too much white flour, those kind of things. I do eat some, but not a lot. For the most part, I recommend my athletes or myself uh, using complex sugar or complex carbohydrates, which will release sugar slowly and muscles can be absorbed slowly too. There is not a big issue, but try to uh, avoid doing anything too much, uh, too much white flour, too much uh, uh, sugar drinks. Don't do any of these things. Just eat enough. Uh, that will, uh, I mean, and try to eliminate raw salads, which sometimes is not healthy. You know, raw salads are tend to have uh, enzymes or bacteria or uh, any kind of E. coli. Uh, these things can cause some issues for you on the race day. And keep your carbohydrates for the regional thing. Anything boiled food that is good enough, your body will absorb very nice and it make you stay healthy for the next day for the race. That is my recommendation. Understood. And so do you still need to do a carb loading at this time? Uh, you don't need to do so much carb loading for a marathon. Uh, it, it is something uh, people have... A, developed a habit all you need is like 2000 to 2500 calories that is recommended by your daily uh, nutrition anything beyond that is not recommended because it can just throw away from the system by next day or because most of the sugar that is needed you will be providing it anyway during the race day uh, or by taking on the course or uh, the gels that you carry uh, i mean first 30 minutes maybe you will using your fuel from the body but rest of it is still the exogenous system uh, that you provide uh, from the gel or carbo i mean or the from the gatorade or any other fuel source that you use will come from it you don't need to do too much carb loading for marathon Got it. Now talking about few hours before the race, right? So what kind of meal of food should should one be uh, eating before the race? And how earlier should uh, should we eat and anything we need to avoid? Okay, this is a very good question. And uh, I, I simply I found that uh, the best experience anybody could have with the race is... Uh, uh, is having a meal three hours or four hours before the race. That is the best way to do it. The, uh, I mean, the reason is you don't know what kind of food, uh, if you don't know what kind of food you're taking, it is best to know it. Sometimes people will take only carbs and, uh, oh, I mean, or complex carbs or fat, or you don't know what it is. For the most part, the fat and the uh, complex carbs takes time to observe in the muscles. So you're giving this extra four hours uh, to let the system empty your uh, stomach and absorb into the muscle. If you're taking it too early and um, before the race, having this complex carbs or the fat in your body system will cause unnecessary uh, uh, issues 
and uh, it'll be you will you'll be keep belching them or you'll be throwing up in the right before the race so it's it is better to plan ahead and use very simple carbohydrates and also avoid too much fat and too much protein or too much fiber in your diet three hours before the race that way your body will be absorbed and completely system will be empty in your stomach and you'll be able to run without any issues also one more thing i have to mention that fat also when it is absorbed in your system it needed uh, a uh, you know, any fat is uh, required to be digestible. Uh, the, to digest it, you you need your stomach produces more acid, and also uh, the cholesterol is produced by the body. You know, and this extra acid sometimes will have a negative impact on your uh, esophageal spinster. Okay, so it will keep pushing because runners generally will have uh, this uh, issue, which where the keep pushing the food up to avoid these kind of complications you're better off eating four hours before the race and also uh, give enough time for the body to empty the uh, food that you ate and completely into your system that way you will be able to have a very strong race without any issues got it so what are some of the key food or supplements that we need to take before the race that helps us right so now i'll tell you some people say that they have this beetroot juice and some of them say that you know a a, a sip of coffee before uh, the race helps them maybe it does uh, sometimes sometimes uh, my my study and uh, understanding that i came across is that uh, uh, yes, uh, the beetroot has certain benefits and it's better off taking it uh, and practicing it uh, few uh, during the race uh, prep uh, to see if it really has any benefit and no side effects. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and do um, practice it. If it helps, definitely go ahead and make sure that you have practiced before, and but don't do it in the last minute. Coffee, something that I think that uh, if you really want to do coffee uh, and if you have a very good, uh, if you want to have a good uh, response from the caffeine during the race, uh, race, I recommend eliminating caffeine in your system at least one week before the race completely and then uh, use the caffeine uh, during the race. You will have a better response. Uh, and uh, without any having much side effect from it also because you can still have a decaf during this time so that the acid from the coffee can be adjustable however if you want to have a caffeine uh, high impact better impact eliminate it before uh, one week before the race and uh, use it just on the race day it'll have a better impact oh interesting so uh, so current research shows that uh, using fuels that contain a combination of glucose and fructose is optimal. And most gels and chews these days contain a combination of both. And I want to talk about fueling during the race. So among these gels, um, so some of the gels are very, very popular, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but what are the fueling options out there which goes beyond gels? Uh, <laughs> beyond gels my favorite one is coke 
I I had a very promising and very good uh, response from the Coke, uh, other than these fuels. I mean, gels I do use. My favorite one is the uh, berry flavored uh, goo gel. That is always the best work for me in the races, in marathon. And other than that, the next fuel that worked for me is the Coke. Is pretty good the carbonation is good and the sugar uh, i mean it is nothing but a sucrose in it and it also lightly caffeine so uh it's pretty good with the uh, you just take a little tiny gulp and put a little bit of water you're pretty strong uh, for the next few uh miles and uh, you continue doing this it'll it, you you'll have a very strong race uh, that is my best feeling other than the gels that they provide on the course or other commercial market gels in the in commercial market gels like Martin or Goo or uh, what are the other gels you have in the market. Okay. So there has to be the distance that will be affecting the fueling on the race day, right? So we would fuel a 10K uh, versus a half versus a, a marathon differently. And uh, what should be uh, the strategy for that? Our fuel is based on the uh, type of the athlete and uh, depend on how long you're going to take it and uh how soon you cover the distance, and also how much you can carry on you. All these things have to be thought before the race. And uh, my strategy for the people who are doing uh, a 5K or 10K is like uh, if you're going anywhere with more than 30 minutes to 45 minutes or more than up to one hour, uh, one gel is good enough to have it in your hand just to help you out. But for the most part, I always recommend uh, athlete practice it, uh, what you are going to race day. And uh, the strategy itself, anything uh, above 10K is uh, totally, you definitely need to carry nutrition. And uh, that way, I mean, my my strategy here is from for half marathon till to uh, full marathon is that I tend to request a good, strong athletes, uh, one gel that is 110 calories for 10K, uh, which is like half a gel for 5K. Means um, ideally all these gels are 110 calories. Uh, so which means that for every 5K you're taking 50 calories. Uh, that uh, puts down them if you if this race uh, if these candidates can finish a 10k uh, under 45 minutes they are taking 110 calories if they are taking uh, so based on that uh, which means that on a, for totally for no one hour they are going to take around uh, 150 to 160 calories that is pretty good uh, i'm saying this one per hour because uh, most of the time, uh, it's hour-based. Uh, uh, is much better to calculate than sometimes based on the distance itself. And also, uh, unlike uh, cycling or uh, other races where you don't use uh, pounding on the ground, 
uh, or you're sitting on the bike, your gut is much less stress than compared to you are uh, uh, running. These places, you can observe fuel much better than running because you're jostling while running and system can be in much more stress compared to the bike. Therefore, uh, the fuel that you needed for the run and also the amount of uh, energy that you burn for 45 minutes to one hour on the bike is is relatively different. Uh, I request all my athletes uh, who are doing running races to cut down at least 50 to 60 calories compared to their bike, which means that if if they are doing 250 calories per hour on the bike, it's better to do 175 to 180 per hour on these uh, running, which is really good. Uh, which has worked out pretty well in for the most part and uh, uh, also helps them finish strong race. Got it. So actually you you answered my next question, that is at what interval should we fuel, right? And as you said, it should be more hour-based as compared to uh, kilometers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, also if you can divide like uh, in 15 minutes intervals also is fine. Um, uh, but uh, sometimes don't let until your body requests for it. Sometimes there are when your body starts requesting for a fuel, it means that it's too late for you to fuel for the next upcoming uh, interval. That is that is the indication for you. So, what should be the interplay between hydration uh, through electrolytes and glucose? Electrolytes are nothing but like uh, most commonly uh, they are something that helps very clearly for the nervous system on the support, I would say. So the interplay here is like that, um, the the transport medium by the uh, uh, system. There is a, there are two transport system in our body. Uh, therefore, the salt so- and the salt can be transported along with the glucose. That way, which can be observed in your body very quickly and helps to sustain that uh, nervous system balance pretty well during the race. Therefore, you do. Uh, there is some interaction between uh, glucose and the uh, electrolytes, and he, the most important thing is the transport medium, which transports the uh, fuel into your body. When you, the, that is the glucose transporter or fructose transporter that is there, if you if you understand that. And uh, this, when you put a salt and the glucose together, it is absorbed very quickly and very easily transported to the system instead of taking only the salt at the time. Got it. And is there a best way to personalize fueling? Yes, uh, I would say personalizing is very important because... Uh, not everyone uh, are the same uh, and uh, many people have some other health issues or some people may not have health issues so and also some people have run really fast some people run really slow so based on the intensity the amount of uh, fuel burning changes and the very beginning in the talk i mentioned that some people who run really slow they tend to take too much fuel and end up having uh, 
uh, vomiting during the course and they have to throw up because they run so slow, The they don't need too much of sugar in their body and they don't use up so much and it will sit in their gut and they will throw up at the end of the race. So for all these reasons, I recommend having a personal uh, fueling uh, plans uh, without uh, without this uh, personal fueling, you'll have, I mean, just following some blind uh, uh, strategy uh, mentioned uh, anywhere on the internet or in the books will not help you out uh, to finish good race. So it's always important to have a personal race fueling for the people. Understood. So, so I come to my last question for today's episode, and that is, what is your preferred choice of fueling? My preferred choice is I have a very custom fuel. Uh, I I make my own. Uh, I also uh, buy some commercial ones, but uh, for the most part, I have figured what works for me. Uh, I, I do buy uh, maltodextrin, and uh, mixed up with a little bit of electrolytes. Like uh, I buy uh, custom pH uh, uh, precision nutrition salt and put maltodextrin and a little bit of fructose in it. Uh, I generally don't put fructose. I put uh, like natural sugars like uh, sugar itself or honey or maple syrup into it to get that fructose ratio. Uh, there are, I mean, for me, the best works for me is the 80% glucose and 20% fructose is the formula that works for me. And so for that reason, having a honey, which is uh, predominantly a fructose, so I mix maltodextrin with the honey and uh, also some cases I mix with the more flavor. If I need it, I'll go with the uh, uh, maple syrup and put a one t- tablet like 750 milligrams of sodium from the precision nutrition. Uh, this absorbs pretty well into my system and I do not have any kind of uh, side effects during racing or training. That's, that's a way for me. It works. Lovely. So with this, we come to the end of our today's episode and thank you for your time, Subhu, and have a great running season. Thank you very much. I appreciate to have me on the show. Thanks to you and Arvind to bring me on this and have a good discussion about the nutrition. I would like to thank all our listeners. And if you like this episode and would like to know more on the world of running, please subscribe to our channel. And if you know of someone who is starting their journey into fitness and running, do share our podcast link with them. I would like to thank my friend Arvind for editing, sound recording and taking care of the post-production for this podcast. If you have any suggestions on improving the content of the show or topics you would like us to cover, please share it by emailing us at connect at geeksonfeet.com. We generate running content for those seeking technical assistance to training, which is available in our show notes, or you can also reach us through Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram 